Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and lived the lives they deserve. Because of that, founders live lives of abundance, freedom, and creativity. That's what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no opportunities, just sheer hard work to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant. I've lost everything twice and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day, sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this podcast from Google executives to Amazon, Microsoft, Forbes Technology Council, Harvard, Goldman Sachs, Financial Times, and even a priest from the Vatican Church, Everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Thibaut Louis-Luca. Thibaut is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of Tweet Hunter and of Taplio. Thibaut sold two startups and crashed way more. So we have a lot of things to learn and discuss with him. Thibaut, how are you today? I'm super good. Thank you very much for having me today. Super excited. I will begin because I'm really curious about your mind when it comes to audience building. What is something that when it comes to audience building that you think is an important thing you understood recently or a problem a lot of people do or make when mistake they make when they go through audience building? And if you could explain it in a way that you believe most people don't understand what it means to build an audience, that will be fantastic. So um, that's a really interesting question. I I think people see audience building in like a one-way direction from there to their audience. Um, And I think that's very wrong. That's really not how you start building an audience. You need to see it as when you are making friends in the real life. It's really a two-way things. You need to have, you need to that to to build strong relationships with a small group of people, and and this small group of people, once you are like internet friends, um, they will support you no matter what you do, and you you definitely need this support. Like every social media algorithm is built on the fact that every one of your posts that you publish, it's going to be pushed to new people if your first cycle, your first cycle reacted very positively to you, to your contents. So if you have this strong first cycle and they like very much your contents, Twitter will then push your contents to more and more people. And that's how I think you build an audience. Does that make sense to you? Thank you. It does make sense, but I have so many questions, so I'll (laughs) play the devil's advocate first. First, okay, how big of a priority should audience building be? Why? Because we only have 24 hours in a day, and as a founder bombarded with so many things you have to do, 
it's like you're trying to do everything okay or five out of 10 or at 50%. And therefore, maybe that's one of the causes of the people not building audiences properly. So should this be like the number one priority where you can stop doing other things that are important just to build this first? Or is it equally important as everything else? Or how vital is it? So it really depends on on your stage and the stage you are at. Um, I cannot say that it should be the first thing you should care about, but I would put that in the top three. Um, let, let just give me an, give give you an example. In our case, our audience uh, lets us like validate our products, get feedbacks, get sales, uh, and gets all the relationships that we needed to grow our business. So it was definitely, in our case, uh, I think the number one priority. Uh, but I understand if you have uh, like a more niche product or um, a different kind of product, you could feel like you need it less. Um, but there is this guy like Guillaume Mubesh um, who, who built Lemlist. It's like, I think, 12, 13 million AR today. And even if the company is that big, it's still his number one priority today, just being active on social media to just push, uh, to push the why of his solution is so good. Thank you. And still, I have so many questions. So I'll ask this one. Look, a lot of people on social media, and I'm not saying this should be a mistake, purposefully but human nature is to connect with people who are similar to you and often your group of friends if you're building friends online are in many ways i mean not in a bad way your competitors not your clients and therefore whatever feedback they give you whatever actions whatever topics they speak about Basically, you as a founder or as someone who's trying to build an online uh, income or to share, to become like an author or an authority, you're not dealing with your target market because your target market are not like you. They're the people who need you. And so do you feel that a lot of people might make a mistake of hanging around groups that are actually not giving them the market feedback that they need and instead they should spend it with people who can become paying customers? Or is it like you mentioned previously, as long as they click and comment and engage with you what you post, it doesn't matter who they are. They're getting your name known by the algorithm sharing more about you out there. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I agree with you. Like, uh, If your target market is um, pregnant women and you spend your days on Twitter um, sharing your story and hearing feedback from Twitter people, I think you are doing this wrong. And you will hear feedback that is totally not um, what your core target is rethinking. And I, I did that mistake in my first two startups, like listening to people who are not my core audience. So when we, I think when we say that audience building is an important thing, I am not telling you to go on any social media and try to get a hundred or thousand of followers. This is worthless if those followers are not part of your core audience. So it's it's really much more interesting to have to be followed by a few hundred or a few thousand of people 
that are really relevant to what you are building. Thank you. And still, I have so many questions. So I'll ask this one. You spoke about the algorithm where for the first cycle, it will check whether your content is good or not. But recently, for example, on Twitter, I noticed it's moving more towards something like TikTok, where a lot of the things on the feed are not from people you follow, but it's suggesting to you, you might like this thing. And therefore, often people are noticing less engagement, that their posts are having less views, because basically whatever you're posting is not going to your followers. It's going to new people who might like it, but then they have no idea who you are. Did you notice this? Is this correct? And if we're living in such a world, what would be the best strategy to be relevant? Yeah, that's. I think that's very true. Like, um, no, no matter the platform, what what's really like all of them tend to work the same way. Um, meaning that they, they just they take a sample of people and they push your content to this sample of people. And if it performs well, uh, it will extend a little bit and a little bit and a little bit until it's not working anymore. Um, so that's that's why uh, having a strong first cycle is important because it will then allow you to reach the maybe the second or the third cycle. But then it's it's only um, it only rely on the content itself and if the content is not good, and even if you have a lot of true fans, your content will not be viral because at one point, at the fourth or the fifth cycle, Twitter or any other social media will stop pushing it. So right now, I totally agree that every platform out there is relying less and less on followers and more and more on a sample of people testing your contents so that the social media can know if your content is compelling enough so it's worth pushing it to new people. Thank you. And therefore, a very relevant question becomes, how do you define good content? What kind of content is something that is attractive to followers or we don't really know. You just have to try it. And then sometimes you guess well, and sometimes you guess in a wrong way. And uh, so how would you know before publishing something if you think, yes, this is good content, or it's not possible to know, you do your best job, and then you discover by publishing? So my, my first... Um... My first thought about this is that uh, the, um, you can think that thinking a lot and reading a lot will give you the answer to this question. And I think that's really wrong because uh, every every people has a unique voice and uh, what works for me can not work for you. Um, so I really think that what's best if you want to perform on social media is try and try a lot and and forget about quality in the in the first place and go very very strong with quantity and by going with quantity you will end up seeing what's working and what's not working and you will you will do better than if you do when if you focus on quality and of course there are a lot of recipes that's that you can um that you can uh, use Basically, what makes a good content is a content that people want to engage with. 
a content that you want to engage with is something that triggers a strong emotion, uh, like uh, fear, uh, uh, anger, or joy, or um, or basic things like uh, questions, uh, fear of missing out, so stuff like this. Thank you. That's actually very helpful. And let's step back, and I'm going to play the devil's advocate again to say, is social media really useful for someone to succeed, to have like an online income that is working well? Or is it mostly a distraction where everybody is yelling and trying to be dramatic and to create emotions, but nothing, it's like a wasted opportunity or it's a wasted time? Do you have recent examples or some things that let you know, wow, this person started from zero and now their life changed totally because of LinkedIn, because of Twitter, etc. Or are those stories from the past when the algorithms were more friendly and now it's much, much, much more uh, difficult? So it's, it's definitely not the only thing to do. It's it's really, uh, it's a huge opportunity, um, but it's it's not you know, the only one. So if it's not your thing, you should do something else. Uh, there are plenty of people having a very successful uh, life and business without using social media. Um, but at the same time, like we, we, we ran this Twitter growth contest uh, a few months ago, and in just a three months, we saw like uh, almost 10 people going from two or 3,000 followers to like 40,000, 50,000, just because they were, they were focused on that and they were delivering very, very interesting contents about very different topics. Um, so what I can say is, yes, taking this seriously and putting in the effort can be life-changing. Uh, for your business or uh, for your life in general, it doesn't. And, and Twitter, Twitter is interesting here because it it lets you do this while staying or if if you want to anonymous, which which is definitely not the case for Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Like um, mo- most of the big influencers there, they have to show their face and they have to be someone. Uh, a few a few Twitter creators are not doing that. Thank you. And then, since you spoke about emotions and all that, there was a Bing account on Twitter who said that he tested publishing every day a new thread and his engagement totally died. But if he publishes once a week, then he gets a lot of engagement and growth. While you're speaking about contests and competitions where people will publish a lot, will create a lot of content. Did you notice this? Do you feel he was saying it just to provoke people and to get some engagement? Or that publishing once a week, your best quality possible is better than trying to publish three times a day, tweets or um, threads or anything like that. Um, Like publishing one thread a day is a very difficult job. I would would be afraid to saturate my audience attention um, or having Twitter.great shadow banning me. 
I think one or two threads per week is really good. But at the same time, you need to tweet every day. If, if you don't, uh, something will happen that you, you will not like is that if you don't tweet for every day, Twitter will downgrade your accounts and will uh, downgrade the reach of your tweets. So then you will end up with less engagement and you will not understand why this is happening. So tweet every day and uh, publish one or two threads per week. I think this is the sweet spot. Thank you so much. And you spoke about building friendships and how important it is. I spoke once to a founder of a community in the no-code space, and he reflected and said there are 10 people, 10 relationships that have been the reason for all the good things that happened to him. And no matter how many thousands of people are in his community, those 10 people are responsible for 99% of his success. So do you feel it's a viable strategy to have a few people who are very good friends with you and you don't have a lot of followers on Twitter or LinkedIn, but because of them, you can open doors, get opportunities, help each other, co-create beautiful things? Or do you see it's more by proving yourself, getting the big followers, you will attract attention of the right people and therefore those relationships will be stronger and better and higher quality than what you begin with. What's your perspective on this? So I, I really think that, yes, uh, totally. Like, uh, I fully agree, just maybe 10 people can be the reason for 90% of your success. Uh, in my case, it's, I think it's the case, like, uh, when we... Just meeting with this big Twitter influencer, GK Molina, was was uh, one of the biggest reasons of the success of my of my product, Tweet Hunter. Uh, but this happened on Twitter, like this is crazy. Just sending sending him a Twitter direct message, a private message, um, made us talk, and we talked more, and we realized that we wanted to work together. And um, and we agree on some term, and we started. And this would not have happened if I didn't start uh, being active on Twitter. So yes, a few people can change your life, and um, it can be on a specific communities. It can also be on Twitter or on any other social media. Thank you, and. Then I will ask you, since you spoke about the importance of building those relationships and J.K. Molina, how you connected with him and found commonalities, what do you believe is the method or the way to build friendships? Do you think they happen naturally through magical chemistry and we don't really control it? Or is it about finding people who have similar beliefs and values like you or people who are growing and on the same path? Or how would you, if you would help someone who's an introvert, let's say, listening, a founder who's not good at networking, what would you tell him how friendships are built on social media? Um, I think it's, it's really a matter of similarities. Uh, if if uh, you're following a creator, and he's putting out some very good, uh, valuable contents, just engaging with his content and try to provide value as well. And then engaging over DMs and pretty much the same, uh, providing value, asking questions and not trying to set anything, not trying to ask 
anything. Um, this is the way to go if you want to make real relationships. And basically, 90% of the DMs I received on Twitter are about, uh, hey, can you check my product? Or, hey, uh, uh, I am on Product Hunt today, can you upvote me? Or, uh, hey, please uh, send, send advice about this. Uh, this is not good. Like this is just uh, give me something, give me something, give me something, please. If if you if you do not uh, if themselves they do not give me something first or just engage the conversation in a um, in a friendly way, I don't see how you can make friends. I agree one hundred percent, and I still have so many few questions more at least, but a lot of questions, which is one of them. What do you believe is the difference between Twitter and LinkedIn since you are creating uh, products for both of them? What are or should be the goals of someone who is posting on both? What differences should they keep in mind? Will they create different things or are they just the same except you will reach different people? Um, so that's a very good question. Um like people think that the two social media are very different and the content needs to be very different. I don't think that's so uh, much true. So of course, people are very different on both social media and Twitter is more fun while uh, LinkedIn is a bit more formal. But um, people think that on LinkedIn, you need to post news, uh, links, or very long posts. And actually, uh, if you take the best performing Twitter contents and you put it on LinkedIn, it's performing very well too, because you are constrained on Twitter. You have these 280 characters limits. So you are forced to do uh, short things and you are not on LinkedIn. So people assume that they, they need to, to, to do longer contents. But the shorter the content, the more appealing it is because people on any social media have a very short attention span. Um, so yeah, go for short contents and try see see the the very beginning of your LinkedIn post as a hook, as a scroll stopper, something that should just grab attention and that would give the reader the um, the motivation to read the rest of your contents. Then, um, the, the, I think I think the few other differences between the two social media are that uh, you can tweet a lot on Twitter, and that's fine. Whereas if you tweet a lot, if you if you post a lot on LinkedIn, you will be penalized. Uh, LinkedIn will will uh, flag your account as spammy and will downgrade your contents. So do not post more than one post every four hours and try to do a maximum of three per day. And on LinkedIn, it's fine if you do a post every two or three days. On Twitter, I would really recommend doing at least one tweet a day. Thank you. That's really useful and practical. And then I will ask you to predict the future, which is funny, but very useful. How do you think Twitter will change when Elon Musk will be in charge? <laughs> that's that's the million dollar question. I have like I, I can I can make assumptions, but um, I have a hard time predicting this for myself. 
my guess is that it will not change that much. Uh, we will see less ads, maybe no ads at all. And people like me using the API will be will have to pay way more for our usage. That's it. So I don't think it will be a, a huge change, as people are saying. Thank you very much. This was a wonderful conversation. I mean, of course, I wanted to last longer, but like you said, we should keep our content short and <laughs> for people's attention. So can you speak to end this about Tweet Hunter and about Taplio? How did the idea come to be? What, why do you feel or believe they're different to any competitors in the marketplace and any plans for the future? Yeah, so uh, like, let's, let's take Tweet Hunter. On the market, you have a few tools that are helping you to, to post content on social media. And they are all focused on one thing, scheduling, like scheduling your contents, so it will go out at the right time and, and then you have a few automation. But you have no tool out there that's actually helping you write better contents. And that's what Tweet Hunter is about. It's, it's like it has AI in it and it will analyze your Twitter accounts and it will try to find very high performing and old tweets so that uh, you can understand the pattern of what's working and what's not working and take inspiration from uh, those posts. Um, the, the platform has a lot of other features like um, analytics, CRMs, and a lot, of, a lot of things that will help you not only grow on Twitter, but also um, make it useful for your business. Tapio is pretty much the same but for LinkedIn instead of Twitter. We, have, we, we made this choice of having dedicated products for one social media because every social media have its constraints and the big platform that are uh, allowing you to publish on all social media, they are super limited on, on each one of them. So we made the, the, the choice to do Tweet Hunter, which... Um, we think can become the, the best tool for Twitter and Tapio to be the best tool for LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Thibault. This was my privilege, my honor. I will make sure to write the websites for both products as well as your Twitter in the episode description. And I wish you to keep going and to have a great day. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm.